my temperature rise Not only you, they make me feel the way I feel I think about you every day, every second The way you move your body around, you flex You got something in your mind that make me high I think about you every day, every second The way you move your body around, you flex And you got something in your mind to make me high Welcome. All right, everybody. This is Dami. And this is Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. <laughs> this is our episode number three. Yes. And guess what this episode is about, y'all? Entertainment. The entertainment industry. We get into it. We get yes. into all the tea. And how it relates with being cross-cultured. Yes. So, yeah. So, some of you who are our first listeners, Dami, what is cross-cultured? What does that mean? Cross-culture is basically living with two sides of you at the same time. It's both of your cultures, both of your traditions, both of your ethnicities, or all of them, whatever they might be, uh, coming together as yes. one. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. So I guess let's get to it. All right. Y'all know how we do. We like to start off with the hot, hot topics. topics. Okay. So hot topic of the week. What's in the media? All right, y'all. So we're introducing a brand new segment, a brand new thing. All right. Vibe with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. What we are going to do is we are going to introduce what we like to call Olodo of the week. Yes. And f- Olodo means, Olodo is um, it's Yoruba language and it means dumbass. You're slow, stupid, basically the goofy of the week. Exactly. So let's introduce them. Olodo! Goofas. <laughs> That's our new drop, y'all. Y'all like our little toys. <laughs> anyway, so the Olodos of the week. We have, we have two, two Olodos of the week. Mm-hmm. Our first one is Jess, Jess hilarious. hilarious. Which she is not hilarious. She's not hilarious, but you know what? She also goes by Jess with a mess, which I say fits her better. She's very messy. She is very messy. So for those of you that don't know what's going on with mm-hmm. Jess with the mess, Jess unhilarious, um, this week she decided it would be funny to get on her Instagram live yes. and make very derogatory and xenophobic comments about some Zeke men, which ultimately resulted in them getting kicked off the plane. Like really got kicked off the plane? Now here's the thing. I'm, I will say this. I don't know if... Because of her comments, because I don't think right, Jess I don't know got clout. Right. Like Did she really have that um, pull? Was yeah. she really like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Please get them kicked out the yeah, plane. Yeah, I don't think she has it like that to get them actually kicked but off what, the plane. But whether she did that or not, the fact that she was on live and she was so bold and she was so proud, okay, in her hate, in her so-called fear. And it's just it's just poor timing all in all because like literally wasn't that last week that we were giving rest mm-hmm. in peace mm-hmm. in a moment of silence mm-hmm. for the Muslim brothers and sisters that were killed in New Zealand. Yes. So if you thought just unhilarious that it would be great to now get on Instagram some live with, some with a beard on. and a oh, turban, yeah, like she was like, oh my god, I'm so scared for my life, girl. Really? Then her apology annoyed me, talking about I, I should know as a black woman, don't do that. Yeah, don't pull that. Don't, don't even. Do that card. Do not Don't use your agency card. of being black. Because you're a social no. media personality and uh, everything's on social media. Everything's exactly. on the news. So she was like, oh, she didn't know about it. Whether you didn't know about the news, 
New Zealand incident or not, but you know about all this racism, all this hate, all this you know, all this stuff that's going on in the media. So you should know better than to do something like that. It's Come like, on now. You didn't have to know that that happened. You just showed your true colors. Because at the she end did. of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's just like at the end of the day, you made the conscious decision to pull out your phone and crack inappropriate jokes. And then when she, she got back, back on live again, and she was like, yep, he got kicked out the plane. Now what? Exactly. And she was like, F you. You guys can kiss my ass. I don't care what you think. Like you did and entirely then she wanna, too much. Then she wants to come back and cry on Instagram. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You I'm not did. a racist. Entirely too much. too much Like Nobody is here for you Jess Like I don't care About it I don't care for you I don't think you're funny I think that every Endeavor that you have tried Outside of Instagram Is a failure And there's no excuse There really yeah. is no excuse for, You um, can't say Well I'm not educated On the whole situation Or what religion There are Or what race there are Like I don't think There's an excuse For that nonsense I really don't think so So not. she she is the Olodo of the week. And it's like people, you don't even need to be really educated to be tolerant. And let's just let's just get there. See if we have common sense. Yeah. It's to like, be human. Tolerance and education are two different things. And you are intolerant. So for just for that, you get the drop. Yep. Olodo. And who's Goof our, us. Who is our second person? Olodo. <laughs> Goof. That one was for our second one, Daniel Caesar. Oh, my God. So, for those of you that are unaware, Daniel Caesar is another victim of Instagram Live. So, who is he? He's an R&B star. He is like an R&B star. He's like this new wave of R&B. So, a Daniel Caesar. Uh, most of you know him from that song with her. her. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the song called again? I forgot. It's some romantic song. It's some beautiful song that yeah. all the kids was using. Um, anyway, so anyway, Daniel Caesar, a black man from Canada, um, decides to get on live. He's drunk. He's intoxicated. And he's going on this rant about how we as the black community mm-hmm. are too sensitive. We take things too harshly. We're mean to white people. We make all these jokes yes. about white people. And we don't like when the same thing is done to us. He even used, quote, we need to get with the winning, winning team. team. Like, mm. how dumb can you be? So we, So, okay. How do you think the winning team became the winning team, though? On whose back? How did they become the winning team? Really? Last week, when we talked about interracial relationships, we spoke about a specific group of black men. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Caesar is falling into that category sure of self-hating black Very men. self-hating. Um, now, people might you know, think we're jumping to conclusions, but that is a different type of self-hate, right? Because for you to use the rhetoric winning team... team. Winning team, that says a lot. That means you think you're losing because you're black. Exactly. And that, it, go ahead. That means like as a race, you felt like black people take L. Yeah, pretty much. And it's not even like he gave like a positive message of saying, hey, everyone, love each other. Don't be mean to each other. Let's support each other. You are specifically talking about the racist. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Black race, white race. And we as the black race, we are obviously losers. And we are losers because we're not being like the winning team. Okay. Exactly. Now, an intellectual like me... 
saw what he probably meant, right? Like, I don't really think that Daniel Caesar Girl, is what did he mean? racist. I feel like what he was trying to say is that as a people, we need to they try go to, negativity. you know, like, let go of negativity, try to move Forget forward. Forget slavery. That pull up, pull up by your bootstraps rhetoric. You know, this is not new. That's what I'm saying. It's like, black people get social media, they get a little liquor in the system, they read a book, and then they think, yeah. oh, I'm about to come out with the, the best rhetoric for to fight racism. Exactly. Little do you know, like, this is systematic. It is something that's been happening for hundreds of thousands of, of years. years. This is something that started way before you. It's probably going to continue after you because we have not really sat here and able to address the real issues. So, yes, I get it. I get that you want to say, black people, let's move forward and get towards the rising sun and all the other lyrics of lift every voice and sing. Right. However, we cannot do that if black people like you want to keep acting like we're going to just sweep 400, 4,000 years of all this stuff underneath the rug. We can't do that. He's basically saying be like white people. Really? We should be like white people? I don't want to be like white people. Like, really? I feel like if if black people, if we are to say we should be like white people, I don't don't even think the world will be what it is today, okay? (laughs) Like, I feel like the world will be turned upside down. White people are terrorists. I don't want to be like them. Like, no. With all the things white people have done to to different continents, different countries, to the world, okay? Like, different... Come on now, really? Colonialism is not cute. It's not, please. And white people are where they are today. Why? Because of who? Black people, okay? Literally. So please, let's just... Like, instead of you to say, white people, you're welcome for building you up and Mm -hmm. for giving you a W. It is time for you to turn the other cheek and give us our W. W. But no, you want to say that we we not doing this and we not doing that. It was informational, nothing educational about it. It just, it wasn't inspirational. It was just, you just talking out of your ass. Pretty much that's what it because is. Because you got drunk and you were confident. And then mind you, Probably all the got people a white girlfriend. in the video were like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Because they're all going to kiss it. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all, listen, black people, especially when we get to places of power, especially when we have influence, mm-hmm. you have to be careful about who you're surrounding careful. yourself with. And be smart. Be smart. Because you're in that power, make sure you continue to educate yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Enlighten yourself, okay? Exactly. Don't just say because I'm a star now, I can say anything. No, you cannot do that. You have to think twice. Matter of fact, think three, four, five, six times before you talk. Exactly. Because it has an influence. You on cannot many just keep thinking from your own linear experience, right? Like, how many people, you know, it is some people that are out here that are fortunate enough to say, you know, in my so and stuff amount years of life, I have never experienced any bit of racism or, you know, um, or any oppression in my life. But you know what? I'm not going to say that they're not people that are also facing that exact mm-hmm, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like what some people face in the South, I'm not from the South, but I know it's people in the South that face all type of racism exactly. and oppression that I put in face yeah. in Chicago. Exactly. We just have to educate ourselves. Exactly. We just have to continue doing that. I'm tired of giving life to these people. They're dead to me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that is our Oloto of the week. Yes, and that was our hot topics. This was kind of a slow week, but those things happened. Slow week? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh yeah. So that was all. <laughs> so the Oloto of the week were part of the hot topic. Yeah, those were the hot topics. topics. People um, being a little. Let me see what else was in the media. Let me even go through my phone really quick. I mean, that really was what happened. Oh, Tommy. So yeah, if you guys don't know who Tommy is, Tommy is from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She got arrested for the umpteenth time. Um, while drunk so she went to court drunk 
Yeah. So I feel like for you to even say, okay, I'm going to go to, to court drunk. Like, she was drunk, drunk. So it wasn't like, oh, she was just a little bit like, okay, I'm just going to have me a drink and just to, like, you know, Ease be a little, edge. yeah, you know, or be a little tipsy. The fact that you were noticeably drunk, that is an issue. You, that, she really has a problem. She has a real problem. She has an addiction. She's alcoholism is, is a real thing. And I think that we kind of excuse funny it a point. lot because, like, alcohol is legal and people get turned and this, that, and the other. But please don't ignore the signs of alcoholism yeah. because, you know, it, it becomes, a, it does become a hindrance to people's life and it becomes, like, more harming than mm-hmm. just a turn up thing. The same as any other drug yes. or, um, you know, substance can become. And that's kind of why we wanted to highlight Tommy because alcoholism is one of those silent killing it is. Of, um, it is. addictions. Yeah. It's not like, the heroines that we're used yeah. to with Demi Lovato. It's and not stuff the like, like oh my gosh, she's turned, she's always lit. No, yeah, no. Like, let's be real and let, let's let's focus and know when someone really has a problem. Being lit all the time is not cute. Being not, drunk all the time is not cute. It's not, cute. and that's not where we want to be. And then she has all these charges, and it's like against her kids. So that's what I really don't get. Like she has some battery from, charges. From she has what child I understand, is like this whole thing started from her going to school to whoop her child, but now it's like it started before that. But yeah. then this was added to it. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. For your, she dragged her kid at school, oh, not even man. at home. This happened while she was at school, at the kids' school. Dragged the kid from the locker, from with her hair. Dragged her down mm. and hit her hair, her head against the locker. That's a lot. That's not a good old fashioned whooping. That's at abuse. all? That, no, that really that's is abuse. abuse. And you could tell that's the abuse she also faced. Oh, you know what I mean? Because even watching the show, before we even get too much into love and hip-hop, you could tell how mom was in her life. Yeah. How mom was, you know, in the streets and mm-hmm. wasn't there for her, had different men and stuff. So that's the thing that she experienced, and she's also, re- she's acting it out again on her kids. Yeah, that's it's definitely a difference. Like, like I don't want to say... I'm pro. I'm never pro child abuse, right? Like no. I, I do know discipline. You yes, know, discipline. Yes, but I'm never pro child abuse, and there is a difference between how to discipline your child uh, and how to like you know between beating your child. Yes. and that's yeah. it's just you know prayers out to Tommy. I really hope she gets help before it becomes too, too late. late. Be- before it beco- and she's yeah. not. She doesn't have the second chance to really be a good yeah. mother and provide for her yeah. kids. I just hope that she gets help before she's any more harm to anyone or yes. herself. Yes, or herself. That is um, very true. Our last hot topic, I almost forgot. Dre, okay, so Dre Kelly. Kelly. All right, so Dre Kelly, um, in case you don't know, Dre Kelly is R. R. Kelly's former wife. Um, I've already had my issues with Dre because I felt like, first of all, your last name is still Kelly. Like, that's kind of yeah, always bothered me. And she was on the documentary, too. Yeah, and she was in the documentary. But more recently, it came out that she is joining the cast of Love and Hip Hop. No, growing I'm up. I'm sorry, growing Atlanta. up. Um, growing up. Hollywood, yeah. Atlanta. No, like gro- no, growing up hip hop, yeah. Atlanta. And growing up hip hop, Atlanta is basically, you know, kids of celebrity, of R and B stars and, you know, rappers, hip hop, you know, in the industry and basically their lives and just Reality TV, yeah. following them around. I'm sorry, all these reality TV shows be blending together. Y'all. I know, I'm they so are. sorry. Because all the cast, like, they all mix in and go, you know, yeah. and be in all those shows together. Um, But yeah, so anyway, she's on this new reality show and I just feel like, first of all, what? Like, Growing up hip hop, and her, like her kids, you know, experience of growing up hip hop, it is negative. Cause what is the storyline? It's gonna be about the fact, oh, their, uh, you know, dad is R. Kelly, and you know, their abuse and all, you know, all the case against. So is them. it is it her or the kids that's on there? Cause it, it seemed like it's just her. No, but you know what? The preview when, that they showed, it was her. They didn't show her kid, but it seemed like she was talking to her child because she was saying, "I don't know how it is being R. Kelly's child." 
She says that. So I'm thinking, who else is she saying that to? He gonna give her a gag order if she don't stop playing. Like, why are you on all this reality TV shows? Like, so much she, at this point? she gonna get a gag order. To be quite honest, I think a lot of those um, victims are starting to, like... No, they are. Abuse this moment. They're capitalizing. They're, they're making capitalizing. money. They're making their money. And it's like... Ugh. It's like, y'all going to take away from your story. You really are. You're going to take away from your story because, like, people really are out here fighting for you. We're, like, really trying to hear you. And instead, you're going to anybody that's willing to hear or do or give you a check or just give you this moment or this buzz. People are writing all type of new books upon new books. It's it's becoming too much. Is this one of them? Her name is Asante Shithia. And she has this, I think her story, it's no longer trapped in the closet. That's a catchy but title. But why you have to be trapped in a closet, though? Because that, that, that title is very Yeah, catchy. and it's like, come on now. I feel like I would have rather her not use that, yeah. you know? But now it makes me not even really take you serious. And it's, I feel like it kind of takes away from their experience. It takes away from everything. Now it's like the doc. Now the doc seems like it was a rollout for all of them. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, now we're going to get on this documentary, and this is going to be my plug to my next thing, to my next mm-hmm. thing. Like, this has become a rollout instead of, like, this moment. To speak your truth and your experience exactly. to put this man, you know, exactly. to, to, to get justice. You know, the other lady, she was saying how um, Aaliyah's mom, her parents didn't say anything because Aaliyah was also sleeping with R. Kelly. Like, Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's mom, mom was also sleeping with R. Kelly. Unnecessary information. So now you're saying this because we didn't hear that in the documentary. Exactly. So now you're doing some little Instagram or whatever interview. And wasn't it on Vlad? Which I think it was one of those, you know. Uh, and it's like, really, yeah. come on. I don't know, ladies. Just let's, let's get it together. Like, I don't know. Yeah, y'all, y'all have to know when to hold not, and know when to fall. Right. I do not not want to believe them. I don't want to think that they made their stories up because I do. I mean, obviously, we, as, at this point, we could see that he's a monster. Yeah, it's know? like I don't ever want it to be confused. R. Kelly. He did something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's not, a lot of things. He did. He did some stuff, right? But now it's kind of like, okay, now y'all about to make a scene because what's the other one that came out? The one that was looking like a boy. You know, yeah. them, I forget their name. Yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah. But her, she came out and I think she gave the most honest testimony. She, did. she, she did. was like, you know what? I'm not gonna say he's a monster. He's this or that. Or she he deserves she to help. be muted. But he needs help. And I think that for her to say that, especially after everything she went through, I think that that's her being genuinely honest. And like, I feel like she. She gave like an adieu, like a real like a real like description of what she went through. Exactly. She said like there are two sides of him. Yeah. There's the great R. Kelly celebrity, sweet man, romantic, you know, the R and B singer. And then there's this really like demonic, angry, crazy man side that he tried to break her down. Yeah. You know, and she really she gave those descriptions. Um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how all of this just turn out. Yes, we'll see how all of it plays out. We we not the R. Kelly report, y'all. It's just that it's just it's the main it thing happens. really going on. We're you from know? Chicago. It's just something that we're gonna keep up with. Um all right, so topic of today. Entertainment. Entertainment. First of all, I love this topic because anybody that knows us knows that we are into film, TV, theater. Like that's why we're here. That's all of that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really like excited to dive deep into entertainment and cross culture. Yes. Um. So what we're kind of talking about today is like, what does it mean to be cross cultured in entertainment, right? And when we say that, it's kind of like, what does it mean to be in this industry while still maintaining your roots, your origins, you and are. even your representation, mm-hmm. exactly. especially in this era now where we're seeing black, it's kind of like this new renaissance black Hollywood yes. from outside of the 90s and mm-hmm. early 2000s. Right, We're right. having this moment again where we're seeing um, not even just black people now, but we're getting more into 
into the diasporas mm-hmm. and like all of these different facets of blackness. So we just kind of wanted to take a good time to analyze all of that. Yes. Um, go so ahead. Where, where do we want to start from? Um, hmm. So let's talk about black stories, how they're portrayed in Hollywood. Okay, so... I'm very tired of seeing slave movies and it's civil rights movies. It's back to back to it's back like, to back nowadays. I'll be okay if I never see another civil rights era or slave movie ever again. But don't you think the story still needs to be told? Do you think we need to stop telling those stories? Do you think people need to stop? You I don't know, need a movie. Those? I, I can I can do. You so know, what do you need I, I, to I, remind people? Because media plays a big role. Media does play a big role, but... You know what? I would prefer. I I need like different facets, right? Like I can do documentaries. I can okay. do stage plays. Okay. I can do. Anything. But how many people go? How many people goes to watch stage plays? Because movies, it goes further than a stage play. But it's like I'm tired. Of, like at this point, we get the we know the narrative because we even do, when they do, do it in Hollywood, it's, like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's and not it's, like a yeah. new. A and it's new like then it's story. like one white man that it's not yeah, like. It was like, but know. he had a white ally. Not yeah. all white people were racist. <laughs> he had one. It was what? one white man that saved them. Yeah, <laughs> like I am okay. Yeah, and I, I can't do it. civil rights again. It's like I it's know. literally it literally was like a ten year span mm. that they're gonna talk like. And it's like from the same narrative, like yes. it's the same type of storyline. It's not even like different type. I don't know. Like we in Alabama. Yeah, somewhere in Alabama. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. They gonna sprinkle some MLK in there. Yeah. Did you watch the? Is it Green Book? Is it Green? no Green? Yeah, the Green Book thing. And no, that was the one that won the Oscar. Yeah. So, no. I think I read somewhere, and they're like, it's also just the same thing. Okay, he has just one white little savior. You know. Yeah. It's just, it's just the same narrative. It's the same. Narrative. A lot, I read this whole thing about like a lot of these things even like juice it up so that white people don't seem as villainous as they really yes. were at that time. Yes. Like you know, even in Hidden Figures, I read that that whole narrative with that man take breaking the bathroom sign. Uh-huh. They was like that did not happen. She was like, I. <laughs> she was like, baby. I use that colored only's bathroom. Are you serious? Yes. <gasps> like they said that that did not wow. happen. That man did not talk to her like that. She said the the astronaut was like cool with her, but she was as far as like the right the Kevin right. Costner character. No. And then you know what we need to look into? Like okay, this um, black slavery civil civil right movies. Who is the director? Who's the producer? Who is the writer? Exactly. You know, who 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 are the people behind this movie? Exactly. So obviously, we, of course, it's more white people, you know, and they tell it from their point of view, how exactly. they want it to be portrayed. So I think we definitely need to and get I, more and into And I really that. prefer more documentaries over movies because it's still Hollywood. They still got to sprinkle them razzle-dazzle. The fact of the matter is, yeah. when we were watching Eyes on the Prize in high school, we were bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I wasn't bored because I'm into stuff like that. But even when I play it for like my students sometimes they're mm-hmm. bored they're mm-hmm. tired of these stories but it's like if you want to hear the authentic story this is the authentic story without any of the Hollywood magic yeah and that's the thing it's like we cannot expect them to make a, a authentic movie sometimes like, without adding some Hollywood them. magic to they're it. not gonna tell our stories they can't tell our stories correctly okay and that's one thing we need to know overall like white people whenever we let them take over and tell our stories it's never the true story and I'm I'm quite at the point where I'm like I want to see more than this one period of time. Like, uh, like take me out of 1955 through 1965. That is true. What was going on in 1970? What was going on in 1980? What was going on in 1990s? Whenever they do show the 1970s and 1980s, what is it about? Drugs. It is. Exactly. It's a drug epidemic. That's all it's about. And it's just like, a lot of these things, like, we're, I think it's about time, like, we really get into 
the 90s and the war on police and yes. like all of that stuff like even the early 2000s I think at the, like it's just so much it's like, so much to the black story exactly yeah. it's so much to the black story it's so many facets to the black story mm-hmm. like I, I'm ready to hear other people's stories other like history makers stories like and, I'm, I'm quite and like we're normal people too you know what I mean even when okay we think about black movies it's like like Midi and them. It's like also the same story. Yeah. The dad is in jail. Then the kid live with the grandma. Then they go to they church. Go to church and woo, Jesus saves them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that same storyline too, which is why people don't really, a lot of people don't really like watching black, black oh, movies. You I'm know? Tyler Perry, <sighs> Lee Daniel. Throw them in the trash. Girl, Lee Daniels. Lee is lazy. He write. Listen, Lee Daniels, and I'm you trying to support said, Lee Daniels. That's a good point. He you? writes like a gay black man. <laughs> so, Every, if you if so you dramatic. really pay attention to Lee Daniels stories, he writes like a gay black man. So dramatic. And, you know, not to sound offensive or anything, but uh, everything is through that lens of like, Whew. of like drama and drama. Exactly. And even like when the, the women talk to each other, it's a read, honey. It's, it's not like, read. it's not like, like this is a RuPaul drag race Exactly. Show everything is a read. Like I was yes. watching Star and Empire uh-huh. and I was like, Come on with this. Like everyone back. stay treating each other. Yeah. Like, okay, where's the story? Like, let me feel the real emotion. The emotion don't always gotta be cattiness. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Even like the black men, they're all like, Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a black man. I'm so from you. the stereotype <laughs> of being a black man because I'm angry and the world hates me. Who? And it's just like, <laughs> Come on, Lee. Like, this is, there's some nice black men out here. Yeah, like, come on. We need to do better. We need to do better. Okay, well, so let's talk about, you know. Um, like Will Smith with the new Serena movie that's coming out. Okay, so um, colorism, how that plays a role also in um in the how, media and stuff. So viewers, um, if you haven't heard, Will Smith, the glorious Will Smith, has been um reportedly signed on to play Venus and Serena Williams' father and in a new biopic. Now I love me some Will we Smith. All, we know Will Smith is the man. Yes. And he is a good representation of a black man. Okay. Yes. However. However. Will Smith is light skin. He is light skin because even look at his kids. They are they are kind of yeah in the yellowish yeah. beige. Yeah, and uh, looking at Serena and even even if you don't even look, yeah. no, come on now. The little videos I've seen of her father, that is a dark skin man. Yeah, her father is a dark skin man, and I, he's like, not no fair skin man. A little bit, you know, yellow tone. Yeah, he's a dark skin. He's not brown look at both skin. Of his kids. They black black. You know what I mean? So it's nice. Yes, you know, of course that they wanna have her story and all that kind of stuff. Yes. However, let's portray it correctly. Because that's very important, right? Like, and the only reason we even bring this up, aside from colorism in Hollywood, it's, it takes away from Serena's story, right? Because, like, we can't mm. sit here and pretend mm. that a lighter skinned yeah, black person is mm-hmm. well, is, is like better received than a dark skinned black it is. person. The struggles, the struggles, the struggles are a little different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, not a little, it is different. Man, I was trying to be PC a little no, bit. No, I mean, week. I mean, I'm not saying um, fair skin or light, lighting skin people don't have to struggle because we're yeah. all black, of yeah. course. However, you know, being a darker skin complexion girl, it is more. It's more striking yeah. to white people. It is. It definitely um, is. So it's just kind of like. Yeah, I think that does take away from the story because it's like having a, a dark-skinned black man coming in and asserting himself is scarier than exactly. having this this handsome, light-skinned man. Exactly. I don't know if you saw that interview with um, that white reporter and he was interviewing Serena. Oh, yeah, when he was interviewing and, 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 and they were kind and of like leading questions. he kept on asking her, why do you have the confidence? Why do you think you could do this? Why, why, why? And the dad was like, why do you keep asking this black, young black girl, why does she have the confidence? 
confidence. She's always she already got the confidence. She got the confidence, you know? And that also yeah. plays a role. I just think about the white man looking at her like, this young little black girl. From Compton. You know, and she looks like a black girl mm-hmm. with her little beads in her hair. She's not no fair-skinned, curly-haired, little cute baby, you yeah. know? None of that. And, you know, as you said, it plays a big role with her story and her, her sister's story. Not just her, yeah. but both of them, because mm-hmm. they're both really successful. Yeah. And I think that, and I just think like there are other dark skinned male actors that could have done this. Heck, they could have used Idris Elba or something. Come yeah, on Maharsha Ali. Yes, he um, would have been good. He yes, been good. Uh, what's his name? Who? The man who's on Empire right now, child. I forgot his name. He's also on The Wire. Oh, that, that is playing like the little yeah. concubine or whatever. Oh my uh, God. He yeah. was in, was he in Juice? Was it he wasn't Jews. Uh, listen, I can't remember this man's name at all for the rest of my life. But y'all, if you watch Empire, if you've seen any of the movies, he was in The Wire. Y'all gonna know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But he would be good. It's just a, a plethora of African-American, dark-skinned African-American males yeah. that could have done this role justice. Yes. Um, and I just think that, you know... Will Smith has kind of elevated to this place where he transcends race a little bit, mm-hmm. where it's like we don't necessarily see Will Smith as like a black man. Uh-huh. Like he's a black man, obviously we're not stupid, but it's kind of like it's Will Smith. Because I feel like he's been he's one of the few actors who's been able to tap in those different genres of movies. Exactly. You in sci-fi, he's done yeah. so many sci-fi movies. How many black sci-fi, you know, black sci-fi, sci-fi. Is there any black sci-fi movies? But how many black actors you really seen even sci-fi black movies? action stars right. and that they're the that main really well. characters too mm-hmm. as the main character, not just like a side, you mm-hmm. know, a side actor, but as the main character. So I think as you said, we don't really see him as oh, this is the black man. He's exactly. Smith, and know? that's kind of I think that's like the one difference I'll give between him and Denzel cuz I love Denzel Washington. Denzel is everything no, in a in a yes. in a movie in a film anything yes. but that's the, i think that's where their roles are different right mm-hmm. like denzel will kill any role but his role is very catered to like a black a black man yes. it is like this is the black yes. man whereas mm-hmm. will smith's roles you really could stick brad pitt or anybody in that role With but him. will's mm-hmm. gonna do it yes like yes. will's gonna do it way better and i think that's like the quintessential difference it so is. it's like for you to put will smith in it you're essentially saying that anybody could have did this mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I'm still going to watch the movie because I love Serena. Of course. And I love Will. And you know, I do wish them the best of luck and I hope that, you know, I'm sure Will will embody everything that needs to be embodied. Oh yeah, because he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. He knows what he's doing. I definitely think that things like that, it's just even colorism in the industry. So let me even give y'all a little like tea that I've experienced. Um, so I worked on Empire, right? Um, and there was like, it was like a scene that we were doing where it was like all the family. I don't want to like give too many of details mm-hmm. about what we were mm-hmm. doing. But anyway, it was like a scene and it was kind of like a family scene, right? And the, the production assistants on the show were picking like random extras to like fill up the front rows of this family scene. Okay. Now, to my surprise, all the women they picked were white, Hispanic, or light-skinned, or like, you know, racially ambiguous women. Really? Um, and I was just kind of like, both of these people are black. Like, all these people are black. Because it was Kai and Jamal or whatever. So it was like, Kai look African. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you can obviously tell he's of African descent. Like, he's right. not, you know what I mean? And you pick all these people to be front and row center. And it just like... To me, it's kind of like, oh, here's colorism in effect. Like, this is literally, like, we're literally, we have no lines. We're not doing anything. We're literally Mm -hmm. just being seen. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that you just picked all of these women because of their com- their complexion. Complexion, because they look, look, they look more attractive. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's not even like a hating thing. Like, there were other beautiful women there, but it's like you literally picked all the... 
So you could tell, like, that's what they meant. That that was, like, the thing. That that was what they were picking. And Uh it's just, like, to me, this is kind of... And, you know, the the very unfortunate part about this is a lot of these production assistants were black men. That's Mm. actually the really unfortunate part about it. Mm. Um, But it just kind of tells you, like, you know, yes, even though we're in this new era of black Hollywood and this, that, and the other, you still have to pay attention to, like, what are we saying is the black standard of black Hollywood. Right. Yes, there's been progress in Hollywood, but it's still so much that needs to be done. Yeah. It's still so much that needs to be done. Like, I really be thinking, I think all the time, like, I can't wait to be actually in the industry and be a representation because it's like for me as like a you know like a a plus size curvy dark-skinned woman my representation is not going to be precious for the rest of my life you you got that right i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say that's my standard right because even precious (laughs) no for real because even precious what was her role her her thing to of um, stardom was abuse, abuse, being overweight, overweight being and made fun of these exact traits yeah, exactly. that she embodies. So it wasn't even highlighted in a positive way. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh my god, you're this beautiful big black woman. That that's not no. the case. It was like you're this oh big black woman. You abuse exactly. And down. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna say that me being my complexion and not being thin that is my that's my genre. Right. That is where I'm gonna right. be boxed into. I refuse. I rebuke it. I and agree. Reject it. I agree. Like, and representation, it plays a big role. It does. No matter how we people try to say, oh, it's not that serious, it really plays a big role. It does. That's all we see everywhere. Everywhere you go, technology's everywhere, TV's everywhere. Heck, there are TV and elevators, okay? Like, everywhere you go, you see movies, shows, all of that, and you see the same type of people. Exactly, right? Like, okay, like, another subject that we kind of want to touch on are these contemporary time pieces, ah, right? Ah, like Game so, of Thrones. Yeah, so I, like, y'all know I've been binge-watching Game of Thrones mm-hmm. right now because winter is coming. Ooh. Anyways, I've been binge-watching Game of Thrones, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, that's crazy how when you have shows like this that are, like, based shows in and this movies. renaissance or whatever read, time no, period... You don't really see and black people do, at all. Like, when you think about 300 or, or movies like yeah. that, or Spartacus, it's probably like one or two. Black or they're light skinned. They yes. like real. Or like they're super dark and they're like just like a, a soldier. You exactly. Know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't really you, see. You don't. So I'm no. like, dang, it's a whole thing of us that's erased. Like, so are you really going to tell me that throughout the entire world, we didn't mind exist? you, black people, we are the originators of okay. humanity, that we were completely eradicated in this time period? Or like, if we did exist, what? We were savages that we were just savages we were savages we were a whole different little little planet yeah. you know we were not discovered then exactly okay? so we're definitely not worth being put into this time period in, yeah, yeah. This, this like even like show. you know like i just i would like to see like what was what were we doing during this time what like, were we doing like even shows like Mad Men. like Mad Men's another show that's kind oh, of Mad like Man set in the in the time 1950s. period right but it's like when we think 1950s and we think black people we automatically think of course civil rights right but i don't think every black person was front line of civil rights and mad men if there are any black men there are there are probably like the you know when back then there was a man at the elevator oh the yeah. doorman exactly okay or the, the chauffeur the driver yes. that's that was the only role for black men so they're right. not like in the office they exactly didn't, they didn't have the good jobs the upstanding jobs there weren't the men in the suits you know if they're in the suit it was it was some type of uniform a doorman's uniform exactly which I mean is kind of relatively true for America during that but time but that's just not that's all the like, narrative that's exactly the same thing like Come I, on I, now. I know that there was somebody like, there was that no, was doing something yeah there was somebody that I mean we had a whole black wall street i was just gonna say that i was just gonna say that like that didn't exist exactly like there was like a whole that didn't black wall street. which was successful so it's like okay. somebody was working right like somebody was shoot i would take a black postal worker 
who comes home to his devoted wife every day and the wife is a nurse mm-hmm. and we see them and they care like there there is and, such thing as like class levels when it, whenever they do this like you know movies like with gods Egyptians or they're in Africa it's still white people like exactly. black people we were the kings we are kings and queens you know what I mean like that is like the origin of us you know before government and president democracy all that came it was that that's what it was so it's whenever they portray all it's just white people it is and even if they're they well i guess they're super tanned white people or they they kind of do the cop out middle eastern people yeah which is like like with aladdin as white you know like aladdin right like i was looking at the cast of aladdin you know they tried to like you know they tried to uh what was i reading they were talking about oh everybody in aladdin is from every continent in the in the world or whatever i was like that's cute but however but Jasmine was a dark-skinned Indian woman. It also shows that colorism is not just a black thing. It's not. It's it's also a prominent issue in, you know, Asian countries. Exactly. You know, like in India, like even when you look at their commercials and their products, you see their fair-skinned Indians or like, you know, the Chinese women, like, you know, all those creams yeah. that they sell. You see their fair-skinned ones. You don't see, you know, the, the and even if you look at, the, you know, when they do like their makeup and stuff. They're super white. white compared to how they really look. So it's all about looking white. Oh, it's sad. It is sad. It's, and it's kind of like even getting into like like Bollywood. Like I used to watch a lot of Bollywood it's movies. It's the same thing. Growing up. And it's just kind of like, I remember it's thinking like Indian women ones. are beautiful and this, that, and the other. And then I went to and UIC and I saw like mad dark Indians. And, and Indians like, can be as dark as we are. Yes. Yeah. Like really. Like there, there are so many dark Indians. Come on now. Yeah, that's you all know, we see. Side note, this is this is like related but unrelated. I remember I used to say like, oh, I want to one day play like a Dominican or somebody oh, in really? a movie. And people used to laugh at me like, eh, you're not going to be like, no, you cannot be Dominican. But quiet as kept, right? I've been to a couple places and I just speak my little Spanish here and there, you know, just mm-hmm. to be cultural or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I promise you, they always think I'm like some sort of Hispanic mm-hmm. descent. Mm-hmm. Like they always ask me like, oh, are you Cuban or are you Dominican or whatever? And that just proves to me like, First of all, people my complexion are Cuban and Dominican. Listen, black like, everywhere. like, let's not just act like just because I'm dark skinned, I cannot be from whatever country. Like, yeah. literally, there's somebody my everywhere. complexion every single country. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. But um, let's get into Nollywood. And Nollywood is Nigerian Hollywood, you know, which is like the third largest uh, entertainment, entertainment industry. industry. And now, looking into their movies, they're definitely more, you know, yeah, so like they're stuff. definitely because like so now like we were talking the other day. So um, you know, shout out to all my Nigerians that grew up watching Nigerian movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. you know, shout out to like the Beyonce trilogy. Girl, it would be fought that the patience was so cool. Yeah, like, like all those. <laughs> like we we can really go go back with yes. the throwback. Genevieve and Nanji back in the day. Genevieve like, and Nanji was like the first dark skinned woman that I've ever really seen on TV. Oh, and she, really? Like I used to look up to her because I was like, oh my god, look at this chocolate. And she. Woman. She's doing excellent. She's so beautiful she's and excellent. everything. She's doing um, and she, you know, she's an icon in Nollywood. She's she like literally an icon. These are some of our heroes. But we were watching, so we were on Netflix just watching movies, right? And we were laughing. Is it Chief Daddy? 
think Chief what, Daddy, I think that's what, what it's called. called. Um, and even like movies like Wedding Party and just all any African movie on Netflix. Like, uh, Netflix, yeah. It's basically like um I, I see that they're crossing into this westernized way of yes. doing movies, right? Where they have these cheesy rom coms And it's really cheesy. Scripts. Yeah. Um and you know they're they're trying their best with the cinematography and everything. It's upgraded from what we're used to, definitely. Which I, for me, I what I appreciate, I appreciate that it is upgraded, like you mm-hmm. know, technology wise, you know. The video, the sound, how he looks, which I really, I feel, I still want that story. I do want that story. You know, that typical Nigerian, that's I mean, Nigerian, Niger- that's spice, like yeah, that village story. That, you can still do all that with high technology, like yes. you know, with everything looking good, sounding good. Because yes. Come on, I want that deep story. That deep that story. Tra- that traditional story. That three-part the- story on Netflix would be a killer. <laughs> like, it seriously. Would. Imagine, like, you don't even have to look or wait for it. Like, part one, two, part three, two, and four is all on oh, Netflix. There. Yes, yes, yes. That w- that's lit. Like, I don't want to have to go to Yoroko TV. Right, right. Like, yeah. And now... Listen, you know when I don't really like when you know we incorporate sex in our movies because it's just be it's just one kind to me. I don't like it. They haven't mastered it's, like a sex oh scene yet. The God. sex in Nigerian movies it's not be attractive. Sex. It's like porn. It's like sex. It's like nasty. I just don't like it. I don't know. I don't know if because I'm used to seeing American or the Westernized type of you know sex scenes. Sex yeah. scenes. So just seeing us do it, it's just man. It's just. It it'd be even, too it, real. It, it doesn't even be, feel natural. Yeah. You know, sometimes it doesn't even really go with the scene. It's just so forced. You know? Exactly. But then now, you know, the car, the, the cost, you know, cursing the, the scenes. Oh, bitch. Fuck you, nigga. Why are we saying that? How does that relate to anything? Why? Because you, they're why? trying to be relevant, right? Like, they're trying Ugh. to get bought out by these major streaming yeah, agencies. Yeah. Because it's like, if if they didn't have these, these things that could appeal to Western civilization, yeah. they wouldn't get a chance to be on Netflix. So, basically, we can't really be ourselves... Truly, fully, 100% still keep our stories. It's and a catch still, 22. It is. It is a it catch is. 22. You got to sell up a little bit of ourselves. Yeah, you got to sell out a little bit too. Because I'd be like, dang, y'all don't be going to no local parts. Everything is shot in VI. You can tell Girl. everything is shot in Victoria Island. Like, nothing is and shot in nice Ijebu to at show, all. you know, that, you know, Nigeria or any African country is not just bush village flies yeah. on the kids. Like, I remember when I first came here, when when I came at 13 to start going to school here, I had so many kids ask me, like, were you born in the bush? Did you guys walk around naked? Do you have, did you have um, lion as your pet? And no, they were legit. This wasn't on some, like, joke or really trying to come at me. Like, they're really curious. And in my head, I'm like, are you serious? That's Girl, terrible. I have not seen a lion in my life beside in the zoo. That's terrible. Like, I, I have clothes. The clothes I'm wearing right now, I wore them in Nigeria. Like, we do have hospitals. Exactly. We do have tall buildings. We do have cars. You know, we don't trek like, and This is not the Flintstone. And that's, that's the representation they got. You yeah. Know? And I, I, I wasn't mad at them, but at the same time, I was shocked. Like, you really think that seriously. And that's the representation they got. Because it's kind of like, for me, I want, like, the same way I say I, I, I yearn for black representation, I yearn for African representation yes, as well. Yes, like, yes. even in American movies that they have, African, like, characters oh. or whatever, I really wish that y'all would just, like, find authentic African people authentic. just let, let them do Please, their own dialect do or don't do and the like, fake accent even try to find somebody from that country because not all African accents are the same Like they're not all the same look uh, American's version of an African accent it all sounds the same it sounds very what Hindu. are you doing yeah. oh my god Oh, yeah, I'm not Tunde, Baba Tunde, and it's always that name they used to. That's Baba true, Tunde. Baba Tunde. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, really, really, I, it's just so annoying. I, 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 
I despise that accent. And it was it was even in that Black Panther. Was that oh, Forrest Whitaker? He has that accent. God. I love Forrest Whitaker. He's an amazing actor, but we could still have he could have gotten somebody else. That would have made Black Panther such a like better, if a much you better really movie could not have tried to train and watch African Nigerian or African movies or even go to African countries to try to learn about the culture yeah. and try to understand you know the dialects and all that. Do not play the role. Come on now, don't waste our time. Yeah, I just I'm just not here for it. I'm just like it's it's a lot that they could have done. Like I I just I see so many African people that want to be in the industry, and I'm just like I feel like y'all could at least had an extra or two. Yes. Somebody to help you with the linguistics linguistics of that. Like Yoruba is a language in some schools now, so it's like y'all could have mm-hmm. really sought out. But to me, it's Come just on, like they you didn't so want to. You were fine with the generic. You know, the only African one who accent. did um, Winston Duke. Um, oh yeah, that play like I don't Umbuku. know Umbuku. Yes, I read an article where he said I think he they go to Lagos. He went to some oh, countries. I think shows. he's original from Trinidad. Girl, he got that and accent. To, he got that Igbo accent down. And he sounded like an Igbo man. Yeah. I was so proud. It was even sexy to me because I'm like, yes, he got that to the T. And you yeah, know, he so did- Igbo accents is sexy to <laughs> girl. <laughs> That's a different story. But you know what I mean? Like he really sounded. He's not like a Nigerian man, like yeah. an authentic Nigerian. Yeah, man, you know, like he, and that's he what did we need. that. I love Nollywood, but I just hope we don't lose ourselves too much. I don't. I don't want us to continue doing the too much of this romantic. corny yeah. stories and the sex field stories. I definitely and, think that we. It's 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 a time, you know what I'm saying? Like we we are gonna do it, we're gonna make it. Um, I really hope that Nollywood finds itself. Yeah. Um, and it finds its way in Hollywood. And I feel, and I hope that Hollywood opens the doors more to more African stories because I feel yes. like that's part of telling the black story. It and is. that's something that we need to it understand. Is. Like that is that is a big part of the black story. Like we a have very to, large to do more with these black stories. We have to tell the story of Falakutu. We have to tell the story of uh, Shaka Zulu. We have to tell the story of like all of these African kings and queens so that other stories can make sense so, so that we can, can talk sense. about Haitian revolution so we can talk yes. about the Biafran wars and talk exactly. about like all of these other things and like that, the black story is not just one narrative it's yeah. just not one sided it's come on we didn't come into the world as slaves we did not we did not come into the we world we were not as born as slaves like you know but yeah but that's that for entertainment, entertainment. cross culture you know I like that. That's a good topic. And there's so much more we can talk about with that, but that's what we're going to leave it today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that was that cross-culture entertainment. Yes. So it's not Bosh. What did we do today? So today we, we went to go see the movie Us because we knew we were talking about entertainment. We mm-hmm. said we have to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the movie, girl? I'm going to keep it a thousand. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Listen. Y'all got to stop searching for the think pieces because everything is in the think piece. Twitter sent us You know off. what I'm saying? Like, I think that if I would have just been able to watch the movie and enjoy it as just a regular scary movie, movie then it, it would have been fine. It would have been okay, but I'm sitting here looking for the, where is the mother? Girl, the searching message? hard. I'm what on is my, the connection? I'm on What's my phone um, reading Jeremiah 11, 11 as we watch the movie. Like, okay. Like, where, <laughs> where is, is it? it? Twitter sent me out. The Twitter, social media, Shalomir the God. He said that movie is about classism. It's I not, do not see it at all. It's not about classism. Like, it's, it's nice to see the main cast being black. And it's a horror film. It's, it's, it's literally that. It's literally it's a horror film. Like it's like this, any other scary movie, horror, thriller, whatever. That's it. Just think about all these horror films that yep. we watch. 
it's 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 just it's literally that. And you know, horror films don't even really have deep meanings. Exactly. They don't have no. They don't really have no hidden message. They don't. Like, they never have that. It's just it's like a that. scary, some yeah. thriller, something. Like, that's all it is. That's that's literally like when Jordan Peele tweeted us as a horror film. I felt that. That's it. That's, that's all that's it is. That. I think we definitely did too much. I guess people expected it, or were just thinking based on how Get Out was. So they expected it to be to have some other type of. Like the, more, racism, the more that we racism. watch Get Out, it's like Get Out really actually still was just a horror movie. It just so happened that but the it had horror, a message, yeah. The horror was being was like blackness. Mm-hmm, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like blackness was used as the catalyst for horror. Yeah. But it's kind of like it is still just a horror movie. And that's just that's just what it is. I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie or you know, but it's a horror movie. I will say Lupita did not impress me. <sighs> I was unimpressed with Lupita. T- everyone did not impress me. I feel like maybe the the girl, the child, was the only one who, yeah. who really did it. But I see what you're saying. Like with it supposedly being her story, it start, yeah. at least it started off to being her story. It, Lupita doesn't impress me in general. Really? I'm gonna just be honest. Like I think maybe I'm just I, I just I, think she's I, a beautiful woman. So that's, that's it. We want to support her because she black, she African, she thin. Woo, woo, woo. You but say she thin. That's it. That, Lupita, she thin? Lupita got that that Africanesque model oh look. Yes, let's be. She got that ideal African. We love look. her. Yeah, you know she's what I'm good, saying. Yeah. Like that's why we want to invest in her. But Twelve Years a Slave was not moving to me. It was not a moving performance I mean, I for me. Watch that movie. Um, I wasn't moved by her performance in Black Panther either. Eh, so I, I, I don't know if. It's that you know her storylines are not strong enough. You know I, I don't know if it's that character itself I think that's not her strong because enough. it's like you know denying Black Panther. Her storyline wasn't the forefront. It wasn't, but, but she, she was captivating. She is a character. Was she captivating. was captivating. She you really get what I'm was. saying? So I'm I'm not. You know. Yeah. Well, you guys go watch it. Let us, let us know go what watch you it think. Though. You support know, it. support. It's a good movie overall. You know, I feel like you'll be entertained. You know exactly. Uh, when you go watch it, don't think too much. Don't, just watch it. Girl, don't even go on social media. Just yeah. go watch it like just a regular it. movie. Just for your own entertainment. Don't think for no hidden, you know, because, girl, I was I was lost. I was like, okay, where's the message? It was like, Ooh, where's the revelation? I'm searching. Where's the God part? I'm where's like, the scripture? I said, this movie only an hour? Girl, we reading different different Bible versions of the scripture. I'm like, like where is it? Mm. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but that was that, I guess, for movies. Um, also, you know, we got to do our TV wrap-up. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Empire this week. Empire was whack this week. Did I you mean, watch it? I mean, it wasn't whack-whack. Yeah, I watched it. It wasn't like whack-whack, but it was like whack. So what happened to, uh, is it Andre? Did it poison him? No, girl. He, he, he drank something? Truth be told, they ain't even really revealed it. It's like, so the he's first, still in the hospital? First they said, no, he was, first they said he was fine. Then towards the end of the thing, they was like, oh, it's a missing lab. So okay, so he was poisoned or something. Girl, Some care. somebody put some in his drink. I don't care. They stretching Andre. So what's going on with, with the with the the child, the golden child, or the the the, the new son that figure about? I don't. I forget his name. He left. Well, it's not Kyle. Is the boyfriend? How many times are we gonna go over this girl? Go to, oh, the new boy. The, <laughs> the new. He the wasn't even son. in the episode. He's not. He wasn't in the episode. Listen, I ain't, Empire, it's not even worth the wrap up, y'all. I used to, man, and I used to like, I was on and off with Empire. Like, I was on it like the first two seasons, but the season where like they kept on having my like Carrie, Mary J. Blanche, they, had, they kept on having all like, this. They had a lot stars of stars on it. I was like, I'm not gonna watch it. So I didn't watch a whole season of it because it was. It, w- it was annoying. Yeah, uh, Empire, Star, same thing. They all get. Star, same thing. Lee Daniels is getting lazy in the shows. Um,. Grey's Anatomy this week. Was, I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy. This I'll let week. you watch that. We'll talk about that later. Is it good? Mm. It's still that same left storyline. I'm tired of Deluca. I'm like, let's stop investing in Deluca. Yeah. And once we stop Why investing, are they making in Deluca, him such a character. He must have complained about his contract or something. Like, 
It's it's not that. What are um, these shows though? You know what I was thinking? I was talking to, I was talking to my sister in law about this. You know, it's well back even relating to our topic. It's just too much ratchet TV. It's too much ratchet TV. What what, what good black shows do we watch? Insecure like, and Power. That's it. That's it. And they're not even on right now. Yeah. Like, that's really it. Like, no, seriously. That's the, the way. So, like, let's black think about shows? All, let's yeah. think about the networks. Really, that's it. Oh, blackish and grown. Okay, blackish. Okay. I don't want. Okay, blackish. But that's it? Yes. Compared to all these other shows, all these other white shows. I mean, This Is Us has a black. Right, right, relationship, right, right. Which This Is Us was good. Okay, I think I'll, I think one day I'll get into it. It has its moments where it's like, uh, but then it, it, it all oh, ties well, back. It ties yeah. back. <sighs> well. Well, I guess, you know, that's why they need people like us, you know, in our generation. Exactly. To make that difference and put it out there. Because I know. got some shows. Girl, we wrote a show. We do got a show, Rose. We have a like, show, like okay? A one show. day, one day, <laughs> it's going to come out and it's going to be a success by God's grace. Amen. We do got a show. Uh, I mean, we still going to talk about our Ratchet TV, though, because we watch shot. it. <laughs> you know, we're going to give our little wrap up. Um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is coming out this Monday. Everybody on Love and Girl, they got Atlanta. everybody on their mama and their granddaddy Shekinah on the show. On it. I miss Shekinah, though. But why is she in Love and Hip Hop? What is the Love and Hip Hop in her in story? Because she lives in Atlanta. What is her Love and Hip Hop in the story? At this point, Love and Hip Hop has it's just not, become synonymous with black people yeah. that live in Yeah, it's just, places. you know, little well-to-do, you know, black people in the little industry. I guess Hip Hop, she know T.I. Yeah, that's it. She's a hairdresser. Bye. But it's like 15 main cast. Love and Hip Hop like, has been doing that lately. Like they're, it's they're too castless. Much. From what, remember like when Love and Hip Hop first came out, it was like five solid five. couples. That's it. And, and they're we, like legit couples. Yeah, we followed them. But now it's like 15 people, small people, big There's, people. And you know what? There's no hip hop in it. That's what annoys me. It's only fighting a drama about baby mama, baby daddy, someone's having sex with somebody. Yeah, like Th- this isn't no hip hop culture. And when they show a little old... Man, a little scene. Oh, they're in the studio playing some weak, playing some weak record, and we, we don't even end up hearing the record at all. Never. Like we don't. It's not even like the show really helps advertise your songs. Never. Yeah. No. I feel like they never make these songs. Like they never come out. They never pay for them. something. Happens where they. They're never. Even, come out. You know. You know. It's not even like they play their songs during the show. You know how they mm-hmm. play some songs and no. we see the name of the you know the artist. They do that sometimes for some people, but it's usually like the bigger cast people, mm-hmm. like Remy or like, right. You yeah. know, half of them don't even perform or do music anymore. But we saw the reunion. I feel like Safari doing too much. Let's talk about that real quick. Safari is a clout chaser, and it is. it's just like Safari really used to be like SB on Nicki Minaj's song. He really and, trying to make it out here. And now you just out here like yelling in patois, like just what are you doing? What he say? Straight. He be like straight. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey boy, chill out. He is lame. Him and this Erica Mena thing. Who knows? I feel like they're gonna break up soon. I don't know. They might ride it out for like at least a year, hopefully. Uh, right. Well, that is soon. They're going to break up soon. It's, it's going to be the same storyline, but hey. Also, Tammy and Waka need to stop acting like they're above love and hip-hop, but do all the growing up what? hip-hop. Girl, they're moving from up, one show to yes, the other. doing all the love and marriage boot camps, doing all the other reality shows. Is it that they, sit here they, and act they like they too. have their own show? 
No, I thought Maybe. they were supposed to have their own right because they were saying the Waka Flock, the Waka Flockers, or something's the coming. Flockers. Flockers. Or Maybe they can't land their own show. Maybe don't. Maybe they don't. Because what are we gonna watch? What are we gonna watch? Tammy, we've seen it all. Like, we've I'm, seen it all. I'm not the interested. same. Oh, he's he's a cheater, so she doesn't trust him. Yeah, like, it's the same storyline. We've seen it all. So she really doesn't have. They don't really have a storyline. Exactly. And now we're gonna watch their wedding, which we've, we've already seen everything on social media. Exactly. On once you see already. the pictures, once you let the pictures leak, that's it. That's like don't nobody care. It's, 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 like it's, I'm not that invested in y'all relationship. And now they're added. I guess they're adding their mothers to add drama to it. Bye. The mother-in-law drama. Mm-hmm. That's a trope they need to die too. I'm tired of seeing y'all old mamas out here embarrassing yourself. It's not even like you're being there to be like you know a good shoulder to cry on or to give advice or to be that you know positive role. Like, you part of the drama. You causing the drama. When I'm famous, my mama not even gonna live in America with y'all. Like we not even gonna she play not, those she, games. It's like our moms are not gonna be on the show. Like if they're gonna be on the show, it's just to. Oh hi! I am Erica's mom. I am Dami's mom. That's exactly. It. That's it. Like no, no. You're not about to. You're about to use my mama for this. Exactly, uh-uh. not my mother. I'm be no. like, no, just it's not gonna happen. What other shows are there? I mean, that's it. It's time for Black Excellence of the Week. Oh, Black Excellence! Uh, spotlight, African Spotlight. Um, yes. Um, I have. Um, what is his name? His name is Dylan Chiddick. He is. Um, he was formerly homeless. A formerly home- homeless student gets into 17 colleges on his own, which is wonderful. Um, he lived in a shelter with his mother and two brothers. Um, lived in a shelter with his mother and two brothers, and he got into 17 colleges. Let's give Ooh. it up. Yes. Top colleges are that. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Um, my black excellence for the week is Steph and Aisha Curry. Um, uh, one of our favorite NBA couples has used their custom moon landing shoes to help raise $58,100 to bring STEM initiatives to the San Francisco Bay Area schools. Um, so, yeah, basically they're going to use this money via eBay to fund math, science, education, and math, especially for females that yeah. don't really get that much funding. So that is my black that is wonderful. That's good. You know, black people, we're doing our thing. We'll help in our community. Always and forever. Yes, we are. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, the show pretty much. You know, we flew through that today. Yeah, well, I have my quote, uh, quote for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who this is by. Anyway, <laughs> it says, relating to our topic, all stories have a curious and even dangerous power. There are manifestations of truth. Yours and mine. And truth is all at once the most wonderful yet ter- terrifying thing in the world, which makes it nearly impossible to handle. It is such a great responsibility that it's best not to tell the story at all unless you know you can do it right. You must be very careful or without knowing, without knowing it, you can change the world, mm. which we see has happened and is happening. Powerful. Yes. Um, and Yeah. It's been a great podcast today, Thank you y'all. so much. And we just want to appreciate you guys for listening to us. And how many? We have like we're one, 185. Yeah, we're almost at that 200 yes. mark. So thank y'all for weeks. following. We love um, you guys. For subscribing, for being there with us on SoundCloud. Once again, you can always follow me at Damn I'm Fine. Mm-hmm. That's at D-A-M underscore I-M-F-I-N-E. And you can follow me at Erica Mona, E-R-I-K-A-M-O-N-A-A. Erica Mona, Instagram, Twitter is the same thing. All right, Thank y'all. you. It's been cross-cultured. Cross-cultured. <laughs>